Hello, welcome to Law and More. In this episode, we're going to be looking at the question of time limits when bringing a injury claim and also the process involved in bringing that claim. My name is Simon Pimlot. I'm a solicitor and senior associate at IBB Law. I work in the personal injury and clinical negligence team and have been working in this field for over 25 years. And with me is my colleague, Malcolm Underhill. Hello, Malcolm. Thanks, Simon. I'm a solicitor and partner at IBB Law. I specialise in acting for individuals who have sustained a serious brain injury and also for those who have suffered sexual abuse. Okay, Malcolm, can we start by you telling us a little bit about the general rules of limitation? There are time limits for resolving disputes between individuals and organisations and between organisations and individuals and their separate rules depending upon the nature of the dispute. And when it comes to personal injury and medical negligence claims, the general rule is that an individual has three years in which to make their claim. Now that three years doesn't mean um, that they have three years just simply to notify uh, an organisation or an individual that they are going to pursue a claim for compensation, but that three years is the date by which they must actually start legal action against an individual or uh, a body that they say are responsible for the harm from which they have suffered. And the three years starts from the incident date, from the very day that the injury occurs. If they fail to take that step, fail to start legal action, uh, then whatever the merits of their claim, however serious injury they have suffered, then they are very likely to have lost their right to make a claim for compensation. And and Simon, you you specialise in medical negligence work, and I know this is an issue for you uh, in quite a number of cases because it can be less clear. So just tell me what are the time limits for people bringing clinical negligence or medical negligence claims? The general rules are very similar in that you have three years from the date of injury, but it can be more complicated with medical negligence claims because you're not always aware that you've suffered an injury as a result of negligence um, caused by a hospital or your GP, for example. And so there is a rule called your date of knowledge, which is when you become aware that you have suffered an injury caused by the negligence of a clinician, and the three years will run from that date. There are other exceptions to the rule, firstly involving children. Children have additional time to bring their claim. They do not have to bring a claim until they reach adulthood, and the three years runs from the point at reaching 18 years of age. So the time limit expires on their 21st birthday. There are also particular rules concerning claims where there has been a fatality. Where there is a deceased, the three years runs from the date of death and not from the date of the treatment that caused that death. Then there is also an exception where there is an injury to the brain which has caused a loss of mental capacity. And there are no time limits applying to those bringing claims on behalf of those without mental capacity. The time limits will only start to run when that individual regains their capacity, if at all. If I can just qualify that 
it's just that there are exceptions to a lot of rules. There's certainly exceptions to the time rules in litigation, in whether it be personal injury or medical negligence litigation. And a particular area that uh, I want to explore is in respect of historical child sexual assault personal injury claims. So as you've said, Simon, the time in respect of children does not run until an individual reaches 18 years of age. However, from my extensive experience of acting on behalf of individuals who have been sexually abused in childhood, is that they are unable to take action within those three years because of the severe trauma caused by what happened to them. And indeed, it's quite unusual for someone to come to me, you know, in their early 20s, saying they wish to pursue a claim for which that there are many, many reasons. Indeed, it's not unusual for people to first talk about these things and think about they want to pursue a claim until perhaps they're in their 30s, 40s, 50s and 60s. And so on the face of it, they are uh, significantly out of time. But as I began by saying, there are exceptions to the rule. Uh, and for those individuals who are unable to bring claims within those that standard time period of three years or within three years of coming to their 18th birthday then the court will give consideration to their cases but there are a number of hurdles to overcome and and, and they can be quite challenging and and the court will want to know the reasons for the delay and the effect of the delay on them bringing a claim on the possibility of there being a fair trial this exception doesn't just apply to child sexual abuse cases, but also applies to some medical negligence cases too, Simon. That's absolutely right, Malcolm. It's, it's far from clear-cut with time limits. Medical negligence and child abuse claims are very similar in that the date is not clear. And it's, it's very important to take advice from your solicitor and from your medical experts as to when your date of knowledge... Um, arose in clinical negligence cases or as you say in abuse cases when it would have been reasonable to bring the claim. I'm now going to speak about the claims process itself. Firstly the process of bringing a claim before legal proceedings are brought at court. The conduct of the parties is managed by a set of rules and guidelines issued by the court, even in the pre-litigation stage of a claim. And these are known as pre-action protocols. And there are different protocols that apply to different types of claims. So there are protocols for personal injury claims and there are protocols for clinical negligence claims. And the purpose of them is to encourage good behaviour between the parties, to encourage them to respond promptly to one another, so that the claims can proceed at a reasonable time frame whilst allowing the parties sufficient time to investigate them, with the overall objective that it will narrow the disputes between the parties and hopefully avoid expensive and stressful legal proceedings. So these protocols require the parties to follow certain stages, and this includes providing the claimant to provide the defendant with a letter of notification that is an early stage letter telling the defendant of the claimant's intention to bring a claim and that they must notify their insurers of this intention. 
The claimant will then follow that up with a letter of claim, which is the formal launching of a claim, and is a detailed letter setting out exactly why the claimant holds the defendant responsible for their injuries, providing details of those injuries, and also setting out the financial losses that the claimant wishes to claim for. The protocols give timeframes for the defendant to respond to the claim, and these vary depending on the type of claim, but with personal injury claims, it is usually three months, and in clinical negligence claims, it's usually four months. The defendant then must respond to say whether or not they accept responsibility for the claim. If they accept responsibility, the claim should usually proceed to a settlement once the parties have agreed the value of the claim. Whereas if there's a dispute on the responsibility for the accident or the claim, then the defendant must tell the claimant why in their letter of response and provide documents supporting their defence. The parties are encouraged to try and reach some sort of compromise before launching into legal proceedings, so there should be some form of mediation or discussions to see if a compromise can be reached. But if that's not possible, then inevitably this leads the claimant to considering starting legal proceedings. And I'm going to hand over to Malcolm now, who's going to tell us a little bit more about the litigation process. The vast majority of claims, thankfully, whether they be personal injury or medical negligence, are resolved without the need for legal action. But in those cases where legal action is necessary, there are a number of steps to be taken. And in fact, the whole process deserves an entire podcast on its own. But by way of a summary, the important points to appreciate is that within three years of the harm being suffered, legal action must be started against those responsible. And and that is done by giving them full details of the claim in a number of documents and saying precisely what sum of compensation an individual is looking for. The person responsible for the injury will then be required to provide a formal response in a document known as a defence, and that once the court has seen this, they will then require both sides to identify steps to take to bring the case to a conclusion, and will subsequently make a court order telling both sides what they must do to prepare the case for trial in the event that a negotiated settlement, a compromise, still cannot be achieved. Those steps will probably take up to six months or a year, sometimes longer to complete. But once they are completed, and as I say, if a resolution hasn't been agreed between the parties, then a trial will take place. At that trial, the judge uh, will be asked to decide whether the case has been proved, whether the individual who has suffered harm has established that the organisation is responsible and that they should receive compensation. And if they should receive compensation, the judge will decide how much money they should receive. And then that will be the end of the claim. Well, thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like any more information about anything we've spoken about today, please go to our website, ibbclaims.co.uk. Goodbye.